You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Okay, Molly, your new Thunderpants are ready. Why do you need these again? For today's lightning-themed game show, Mark. You know I always like sporting fresh fashion when I host. For a podcast where... No one can see you? That's why I asked you to make the Thunderpants extra loud. Well, I did my best. Ta-da! I used every pattern imaginable, and several unimaginable ones, too. Wow, they are very busy. Yeah, most designers recommend against using paisley and plaid with pinstripes and zebra stripes, but I say if it doesn't cause immediate vertigo... Is it really fashion? I feel nauseous just looking at them. But are they loud enough? What? This is the loudest pair of pants I could make. I can't make them any louder. Really? Because I don't hear anything. Hear anything? What What do you mean? I, I thought you wanted loud thunderpants. Loud, like clashing, garish, brightly colored, and unmissable. What? No, I mean, like, literally loud. I wanted pants that rumble when I wiggle, crack when I jump, and thunk when I shake my trunk. You know, pants that make thunder sounds? Oh, thunder pants. I I get it now. Okay, I'm going to have to modify these a little. Uh, You still want paisley and plaid, though, right? Definitely. When I stare at all those clashing patterns, I can literally taste my thoughts. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Stand back. One extra loud pair of pants coming right up. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm your host, Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Lily from Brooks, Alberta, Canada. Hi, Lily. Hi, Molly. Today we're talking about the flashiest, zappiest, most electrifyingest of all weather phenomena, lightning. Wow, did lightning just strike right when you said that? Yep, just one of the perks of being the host of Brains On, weather on demand. We've gotten a lot of questions from our listeners about lightning. My name is Ellie, and I'm from San Mateo, California. I was wondering what causes lightning. My name is Luke, and I'm from Los Gatos, California. And my question is, how does lightning form in the sky? Hi, my name's August. Hi, my name's Mel. And we live in Carver, North Carolina. And we are wondering, how does lightning work? Hi, my name is Malcolm, and I'm from Aurora, Colorado. My question is, what makes lightning happen? My name is Liliana. I live in Brooks, Alberta, Canada. My question is, what is the science behind lightning? It's been rainy and had lots of lightning here for the past few days. I was wondering what made that happen. Thanks to Ellie, Luke, August, Nell, Malcolm, and Lily for sharing their questions about flashy, fabulous lightning. And Lily, that last question was from you, and it made me wonder, when was the last time you saw lightning? I think I was with my brothers, and my little brother got really scared, and he ran outside, and we said, going outside is probably not the best place to go if you're scared of lightning. That is good advice. Very good advice. So what do you know about lightning? I know that lightning forms from electrons creating electricity. 
And that's kind of it. Okay. We're going to learn so much today. Yes. So you said your brother's scared of lightning. Are you scared of it too? No, I think it's pretty fascinating. That's one of the reasons why I sent in a question about it. Very cool. So when there is a thunderstorm going on with lightning, what do you do during it? Well, me and my dad kind of like to watch it on our deck. Yeah, I love a good thunderstorm in the summer. It's yeah. very fun to watch. So, yeah, lots of people have seen lightning at some point, but it can be really hard to wrap your head around what it is and how it happens. Even though it feels almost like magic, it can be explained with science. Whoa, nice dramatic effect, Molly. Thank you, Lily. So, let's start with what lightning is. When you look up and see a big bolt of lightning zigzagging across the sky, what you're really seeing is one giant zap of electricity. Electricity is everywhere in our world. We use it to light our homes, power our computers, and even make microwave popcorn. Right. You can find electricity in lots of other places, too. Like, have you ever rubbed a balloon on your head and your hair has stood straight up or pulled a shirt out of the dryer and felt a little zap on your fingers? That's electricity, too. Some animals, like the electric eel, even use electricity to stun their prey. And believe it or not, the human body makes its own electricity. We use it to send little signals all over our bodies. They tell us when to move, think, and feel. It makes our hearts beat, our muscles move, and makes it possible to think thoughts. So in a way, we're electric too. Yes, and all electricity, whether it's in a bolt of lightning or in your body, starts with atoms. Atoms are the teeny tiny building blocks that make up everything in the universe. Atoms are so small, we can't see them with our eyes. Luckily, we have our handy-dandy zoom right here, so we can take a quick glance at an atom and find out what they have to do with electricity. Care to do the honors, Lily? I'd love to. Ooh, I think I see one. You can see me? This is so exciting! Hi! Hello! Hello, it's great to meet you. Adam. Adam the Adam. Actually, we're all named Adam. Interesting. Nice to meet you, Adam. Lily and I are working on a podcast episode about lightning, and we thought it would be helpful to start by understanding atoms. Amazing instinct. We atoms really are the foundation of everything. Lily, when you look through the zoom ray, what do you see? In the center of the atom, or of you, I guess, there's a blob and then a bunch of little specks circling around it. Exactly. That blob is called the nucleus. Then there are those specks that zoom around the nucleus. Those are my electrons. Electrons are really important when talking about electricity. So even though electrons are part of the atom, they aren't attached to the nucleus. Correct again. Electrons are attracted to the nucleus, kind of like magnets. But since they aren't physically connected to the nucleus, they can get knocked off course. So let's say I'm just hanging out when all of a sudden I bump into another electron. And that can really rattle my electrons. In fact, some of my electrons might actually hop over and start to zoom around the nucleus of the other atom instead of me. Here, let me get my friend Adam to help me demonstrate. Adam? Yes, Adam? Bump into me. I thought you'd never ask. Here I come. Oh, I didn't realize he would do that with such gusto. Anyway, look, Adam has one of my electrons now. Oh, yeah. Hey, new electron, buddy. 
And when the electrons move around, that leaves both of us feeling out of balance. Ooh, yeah. I am not into this at all, Adam. Makes me feel wobbly. This transfer of electrons between atoms is where electricity comes from. Exactly. It's important to know that we atoms do not like having too many or too few electrons. So if we are out of whack, we will try hard to return to our original state. So if you don't mind, Adam, can I please give you back this electron? Of course, Adam. Much better. Thanks, Adam. Amazing. This all makes sense now. Thank you so much for all your help, Adams. Of course. Come say hi again sometime soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, Adams. Now that we understand that electricity is just electrons passing between atoms, let's head up to the clouds to see how one of the zigzaggiest kinds of electricity, lightning, is made. Did you remember to bring your raincoat, Lily? Of course. And I brought my matching rain hat and rain boots. Oh, so stylish. Let's go. Whoa, it's windy up here and so cold. Oof, I know. That's the thing about storm clouds. They can be really, really tall, sometimes more than 10 miles tall. That's higher than most planes fly. And because they're so tall, the top of the cloud can be pretty chilly. Oof, is that why there's all these little frozen chunks of ice flying around? Exactamundo. There are lots of little water droplets inside the cloud, and some of them freeze into ice crystals. Other droplets become something called grapple. I've heard of this. Grapple are soft, frozen ice pellets. Scientists are still figuring out exactly how lightning forms, but they think grapple are important. Oh, I think I see one over there. Oh, yeah, that is definitely one grumpy grapple. I'm not grumpy. I'm just trying to relax. But all these ice crystals are zipping around all fast and furious-like. Hey, watch where you're going. Seems pretty grumpy to me. Hmm. Because it's so windy inside the cloud, the ice crystals in Grapple are getting blown every which way, like a snow globe when you shake it up. And since the Grapple are heavy little pellets, they fall down towards the bottom of the storm cloud. The ice crystals are smaller and lighter, so they float up towards the top of the cloud. And as the ice crystals in Grapple are getting blown all around, they start whizzing really close to each other. Whoa! Did you see that ice crystal? Almost ran into me! Like everything else in the universe, ice crystals and Grapple are made of atoms. And, like we mentioned earlier, atoms have something called electrons that whiz around their center. When atoms bump into each other, those electrons can jump from atom to atom. Eventually, as all these ice crystals and grapple are flying around inside the cloud, they'll smack into each other. And one of the electrons from the ice crystal hops over to the grapple. This process happens over and over again until there are a bunch of grapple with extra electrons. Just gonna go take a nap. In nature, atoms don't like having too many electrons or too few. They want to be balanced. So when an atom ends up with extra electrons, it often passes those electrons on to other atoms. Which brings us back to our grapple. On the ground, there are atoms that really want the extra electrons the grapple have. And that creates a strong attraction between the bottom of the cloud, where the grapple are hanging out with all their extra electrons, and the stuff on the ground that wants those extra electrons. When that attraction gets strong enough... 
It creates electricity, and a bolt of lightning is released. This cycle happens again and again. That's why you often see multiple bolts of lightning in a storm. Scientists call this cloud-to-ground lightning, and it's super common. About 100 bolts of lightning strike the Earth's surface every second. But there are all different types of lightning. You can have lightning bolts between clouds, from the ground up to a cloud, even lightning that looks like glowing balls. Wow, lightning really is a superstar of the sky. I know, right? (gasps) Pickle on a stick, that scared me. Me too. Hey, have you ever heard someone say you can tell how far away a storm is by counting how long it takes to hear thunder after you see lightning strike? Yes, and it's actually true. Here's how it works. Let's say a bolt of lightning shoots down. It creates light, which travels super fast. You'll see it almost instantly, even if you're far away. That lightning also heats up the air around it when it strikes. The warm air puffs out, then cools super quickly, shrinking back in. This creates a big wave in the air that makes a powerful, deep sound. But sound travels a lot more slowly than light. So even though you saw the flash right away, it'll be a few moments before that sound reaches your ears. Generally, the sound of thunder travels one mile every five seconds. So if it takes five seconds for the sound to reach me, the lightning was one mile away. If it takes 10 seconds, the lightning was two miles away, and 15 seconds would be three miles. Yes. It's not an exact science, though. Little things like the temperature of the air that day can affect how fast the sound travels. But if you hear thunder, even if it's far off, you should probably get inside to be safe. We'll have more tips on staying safe in a bit. Stick around. Speaking of awe-inspiring sounds, it's time for the... Are you ready to hear it, Lily? Yes. All right, here it is. Um. Hmm, I have no idea what this is either. I am stumped. What do you think? Maybe somebody's like rubbing a balloon on their head or their shirt. Nice. I like that guess. I don't know. Do you want to hear it again? Let's hear it again. Yeah. Um, I have a different guess now. Maybe it's like a paint roller, like rolling paint on a wall. I don't know. That's a very, very good guess. Well, we're going to hear it again, get another chance to guess, and hear the answer after the credits. So stick around. We are working on an episode about cavities, those tiny holes we sometimes get in our teeth. Nobody likes getting cavities, but luckily, brushing your teeth helps keep them from forming. So we want to hear from you. If you could design the toothbrush of the future... What would it look like? Would it have lasers to zap the plaque off your teeth? Or tiny little speakers so you could listen to music while you brush? Lily, what would your toothbrush of the future look like? I think it would be 
completely automatic, so you didn't have to do anything because I'm too lazy to brush my teeth. <laughs> so, like, would it be a machine that you just kind of, like, stick in your mouth and, like, let it go? Yeah, or, like, have a button and it just, like, does everything for you. That would be very convenient, especially when you're really tired first thing in the morning. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to concentrate. Yeah, I like this idea. Okay, so listeners, record yourself describing your super snazzy toothbrush of the future and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. Do butterflies sleep? Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Sitka Seafood Market. Seafood is a great source of long-chain omega-3 fatty acids, which can support heart health. Salmon is one of my favorite foods, and so it's so delightful when a box of amazing quality, beautiful salmon arrives at my door. Sitka Seafood Market sources from small boat fishermen and community-based processors that take great care to provide the highest quality seafood that is wild-caught, sustainably, and ethically harvested. And one of the best parts is Sitka Seafood Market offers a variety of flexible subscriptions that can come monthly or every other month. It's super convenient, so if you're going on vacation, you can pause or you can cancel any time. I know you'll love it as much as I do. Go to SitkaSeafoodMarket.com and use code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com, promo code MOLLY35 for $35 off your first order of $100 or more. That's SitkaSeafoodMarket.com. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org academy. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Lily. And I'm Molly. Today, we're talking about lightning. We just got back from a trip inside a storm cloud to see how lightning forms. We heard that atoms have electrons moving around them. And when two atoms bump into each other, those electrons jump from one atom to the other. This phenomenon helps create electricity, and it's super important for the formation of lightning. It's very inspiring stuff. In fact, we asked you to get inspired and write us a little song about lightning. And the songs you sent us lit up our lives. Hello, my name is Ollie. And my name is Esme. And we are going to sing a song. Lightning, lightning, go away. Come again on Friday. My name is Noah from New South Wales, Australia. And this is my song about lightning. 
Lightning, lightning, you're so cool. If you plan it, you're a fool. Go outside and watch the show. Come inside or you could blow. Lightning, lightning, you're so cool. Do not go in your pool. My name is Grace. This is my song for lightning. Boom, 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 ba. That is how lightning goes. Boom, 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 ba. Lightning, lightning all around. That makes a great sound. My name's Luke, and this is my lightning song. Lightning, lightning, dangerous. Don't go outside until it's quiet. Don't, don't, don't fly your kite. Don't dare. Your kite will get burned. Lightning, stare! Hi, my name is Adam. I'm from Cary, North Carolina, and this is my lightning song. Big thanks to Ollie, Esme, Noah, Grace, Luke, and Adam for those shockingly good ditties. Now, as cool as lightning is, it's also serious stuff. Yeah, it can be dangerous. You need to be careful when it's around to make sure you stay safe. Luckily, there are lots of ways to do that. Here to tell us more is an actual bolt of lightning. Welcome. Sup, I'm Larry. Larry the lightning bolt. Hey, Larry. Must be pretty cool to be a lightning bolt. Actually, it's super weird, Molly. Like, one minute, I'm just a bunch of electrons in a cloud, and the next thing, bam! I'm shooting across the sky and crashing into a tower, and everybody is looking at me. So embarrassing. Oof. Yeah, I hate when everyone is staring at me. For real. I just want to be left alone to do my thing in peace. That's why I really want you all to stay safe around me. Because there is nothing that grosses me out more than the idea of striking a human. I keep it flashy, not fleshy. Just the thought of touching that sweaty, oily, goop-filled meat stick you call a body. I don't know. Being a human is kind of cozy, actually. Your skin keeps you warm, and you've got hair you can comb, and you know... Please stop. Well, it's cool, Larry. We don't want to cross paths with you either. So how do we stay safe? Okay, well, look, it's best we just keep our distance. So if you hear thunder, that means I'm nearby. So just go home. Let me have this. You get to be outside, like, all the time. It's my turn now. So if thunder roars, go indoors. Got it? Yeah, if thunder roars, go indoors. Excellent suggestion, Larry, but sometimes you kind of sneak up on us when we're far from home. So what do we do then? Okay, well, first of all, getting in a car is a pretty safe bet. If you can't do that, then get off any high rocks or hills. Splatting down on those is my jam, and honestly, I'm moving so fast, I can't see what's there. So it's best to just avoid those areas. Oh, and don't hide under a tree, because I like to zap those. If I went for a zap and there was a human hiding there, ugh, so icky. I love hitting trees. Don't ruin that for me. Okay, we'll get away from high areas, no trees. Also, get out of water and away from water. Neither of us want to be there if I hit a pool and you're in it. Ugh. This is great advice. Thanks, Larry. So as long as we get inside, we're in the clear. Exactly. But just to be extra sure... Make sure you aren't using stuff plugged into the walls with cords in case I accidentally zap your house. Cool. But are cell phones okay? If they're not plugged in, sure. Just don't Google lightning pics with them. I'm always making some awkward pose mid-strike. Like some weirdo. So cringe. 
Oh, and even inside, it's best if you don't bathe or shower or be in the water when I'm nearby. The last thing I want to do is accidentally run into your squishy, noodly personages while you're wet. Disgusting. Well, this has been very informative, if not somewhat insulting. Yeah, we'll all do our best to stay away from you, Larry. Thank you. And remember, if you hear thunder, I'm, I'm too close for your own comfort. So please, just go inside. Now, I need to zap around some clouds to get rid of the image of you two fleshy lumpies sitting here looking at me. Ugh. Bye. Wow, he left in a flash. He really bolted. It was shocking. Kind of stormed off. Struck me as rude. A little revolting, even. He couldn't wait to be discharged. It was an electrifying exit, though. Yeah, totally stole our thunder. Well, you know what I think this episode needs now? A segment on rain clouds? No. Something about lightning rods? No. A discussion of the thermodynamics, hydrology, and cloud microphysics behind lightning hotspots worldwide? Um, I don't think so. No, what we need now is a lightning round. Cue game show mode. Whoa, Molly, did you just magically change into a game show host outfit? There are a lot of perks of being a podcast host. Do you like it? Yeah, the pants are really loud. So many patterns. Oh yeah, and they're loud with sound too. They rumble when I wiggle. Check it out. I call them thunderpants. Okay, now enough tomfoolery. Let's get to it. I've got lightning questions, and you'll need your lightning quick wits to think up lightning answers. Got it? Yes. Here's your first question. Wait, let me try that again with a little shake of my thunderpants. Ahem. Here's your first question. Much better. Lightning can be hotter than... A, a professional pizza oven, B, a campfire, C, molten lava, D, the surface of the sun, or E, all of these. Um, I'm going to say C, molten lava. Excellent, Gessely. You are partially right because the answer is E, which is all of the above. Oh, okay. Lightning can reach up to 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. That's five times hotter than the surface of the sun, which is only a balmy 10,000 degrees or so. Wow. Yeah, it's very hot. Now we know why we should stay away from it. Yes. Next up, true or false? Lightning never strikes the same place twice. True or false? I'm going to say false. You are correct. Lightning can strike the same thing twice, and it does all the time, especially if that thing is the tallest thing around. For example, the Empire State Building gets hit by lightning about 25 times a year. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Next question. Which of these doesn't cause lightning? A. Volcanoes. B. Earthquakes. C. Helicopters. Or D. Shooting stars. I'm going to say sea helicopters. Okay, this is a bananas one. The answer is actually D, shooting stars. So there has been research showing that helicopters sometimes trigger lightning. Lightning can form in a volcano's plume, 
And there are lots of reports of strange lightning happening around earthquake events. Scientists still don't know exactly why, though, but it's very cool. As far as we know, shooting stars do not lead to a sky zap. Oh, wow. It's time for... The final question. I gotta get a pair of thunder pants. So cool. Much like pie, there are many different kinds of lightning, and some have cool names. I'm going to give you a bunch of names. You have to tell me which one isn't a real type of lightning. We've got A, blue jets, B, sprites and pixies, C, spider lightning, D, ball lightning, or E, greased lightning. Which one is not a real type of lightning? I'm going to say E-Greased Lightning. You are completely correct because that is from the musical Grease. Yeah, I just watched that movie, so. (laughs) So you know. Yes. But the rest, Sprites and Pixies, Spider Lightning, Blue Jets, and Ball Lightning, those are actual real kinds of lightning. Ball lightning is one of the rarest kinds. It's a glowing orb of electricity that floats around. It can be anywhere from smaller than a golf ball to bigger than a soccer ball. Scientists are still trying to figure out how it works, but it's so rare that it's hard to study. Yeah, I think the glowing balls lightning was mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Lily, you did an amazing job with our game show. Please take a bow. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> a, a, a bow on a podcast means you <laughs> bow silently. No yes. one knows what you're actually doing. So you could be doing a dance for all we know. Okay. I'm doing a dance right now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for playing Lightning Round. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. You're back in your normal clothes. Yeah, I already miss my thunderpants. Lightning is just a big zap of electricity. And electricity happens when super tiny things called electrons move around. When there are too many electrons at the bottom of a storm cloud, that cloud will give off a bolt of lightning. Thunder is the sound of the air around the lightning swelling and shrinking as it heats up and cools down very fast. If you hear thunder, be safe by heading indoors or waiting out the storm in a car. And that's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was written by Allison Scarda and Sandin Totten. We had production help from Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Anna Goldfield, Ruby Guthrie, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Aron Woldeslossi. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan. We had engineering help from Brendan Ormandy and Josh Savageau, with sound design by Rachel Breeze. Beth Perlman is our executive producer. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Special thanks to Andy Doucette, Nick Ryan, Ewan Care, Andrew Lunn, Aaron Treadway, and Lily's friends for cheering her on before she left. Brains On is a nonprofit public radio program. There are lots of ways to support the show. Head to brainson.org. While you're there, you can send in your mystery sounds, questions, and drawings. And send us your ideas for the toothbrush of the future. You can also subscribe to our Smarty Pass. Add free episodes and bonus stuff just for you. Okay, Lily, are you ready to hear that mystery sound again? Yes. All right, let's hear it. I think I'm going to 
stick with my old answer about the paint roller. That is a really good guess. I I love it. You ready to hear the answer? Yes. Here it is. Hi, my name is Micah, and I'm from Pagosa Springs, Colorado, and that was the sound of me rolling a paint roller on a wall. Holy cow. <laughs> Lily, amazing ears. Yeah, I kind of know that sound because we just repainted my whole room, so. <laughs> oh, so yeah. you're like, I know that. I yeah. listen to that sound a lot. Yes. Is it fun to use one of those paint rollers? Yeah, it's definitely really handy because it doesn't take so long. Mm-hmm. And it makes an excellent noise when you do it. Yes. Kind of squishy. I like it. Yes. Now it's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the kids who keep the show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Cindy from Auckland, New Zealand, Waya from Boone, North Carolina, Logan and Theo from Kiel, Wisconsin, Ruben from Stockholm, Sweden, Gus and Gretel from Goleta, California, Josephine from Cincinnati, Lena from Fayetteville, Arkansas, Diego from San Antonio, Texas, Lucas from Costa Rica, Beckett from Vallejo, California, Saren from Welland, Ontario, Aerily, Arnon and Amaris from San Francisco, Jace from London, Catherine and Elizabeth from Pennsylvania, Oliver from Victoria, British Columbia, Arav from London, Eric from Wellington, New Zealand, Halsey from Fort Worth, Texas, Nin from Lake Mills, Wisconsin, Lily from Richboro, Paige and Ada from Ontario, Grace from University Heights, Ohio, Saul from Fort Worth, Texas, Owen from Beacon, New York, Ahekadal from Lexington, Kentucky, Olivia from Torrance, California, Carter from Denver, Ainsley and Eben from Brighton, Colorado, Nija, Tosh, and Amias from Guelph, Ontario, Adiella from Kerrville, Texas, Arthur from Portland, Oregon, Gianna, Logan, Gabriel, and Zelly from Fort Worth, Texas, Cassidy from Hawaii, Roger and Andy from Denver, Azalea from Las Vegas, Max from Bern, Switzerland, Owen and Nathan from Zoatomi, Netherlands, Jack from Twain, California, Claire from San Antonio, Texas, Faraday from Sacramento, Waylon, Fallon, Hayes, Hadley, and Hayden from Bethany, Missouri, Eli from Marco Island, Florida, Kaimani from London, Elliot from Edmonton, Alberta, Henry and Sarah from Oakwood, Ohio, Elliot from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Lily and Zoe from Canada, Jacob from Chicago, Abigail, Owen, and Grace from Savannah, Georgia, Marius and Lachlan from Cumberland, Maine, Luke from Woodland Hills, California, Emma from Arlington, Texas, Ty from Madison, Virginia, Maddie and Kenny from Brisbane, Australia, Amaya and Ren from New Haven, Connecticut, Isabel from Edinburgh, Scotland, Katie and Everett from Charleston, Missouri, Vera from Castro Valley, California, Finn and Ivy from Nova Scotia, Anita from London, Ontario, and Oliver from Berkeley, California. We'll be back next week with an episode all about our ancient human friends, Neanderthals. Thanks for listening.